What's up? Welcome to Horror Haven Podcast. I'm Dylan. I'm Sierra. And tonight, we are talking about the movie Night of the Demons from 1988. I'm going to apologize in advance on Sierra's behalf because <laughs> just from watching the trailer from this movie, I was like, she's going to fucking hate this. The 80s are not my favorite time in horror, which no. I think they're almost everybody else's. So, that being said, enjoy the episode. So Night of the Demons was released in 1988. It was directed by Kevin S. Tenney, and it was written by Joe Augustin. The movie had a budget of $1,200,000, and it grossed $3,109,000 overall. The movie had a limited release. Um, it came out in, like, major cities. Stop reading my notes. This is supposed to be a surprise for you. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm reading along. I'm reading along. Um... The movie had a limited release. It was only released in major cities. It was projected that had the movie been released in a wide release format, it would have been one of the top grossing horror movies of the decade. Based on based on what was projected and how well it did. I mean, it was only released in like major cities. It had a limited release and it tripled what its budget was. Wow. <laughs> I'm impressed. <laughs> um, the movie was shot in four weeks. A lot of the stuff that I could find, like the it's, trivia it, facts... It really shows that it was shot that quickly. The, a lot of the trivia facts that I could find, uh, most of them revolved around Linnea Quigley because she was really the only big star to well, come out of the movie. That's what I'm going to say is that at least this movie had her because I absolutely love her as a human being. Yeah, we met her at Days of the Dead She's a huge year. dog rescuer and yeah. she has like nine dogs i think she said right uh, yeah i think so. i'm pretty sure she said nine and she showed us pictures of every single one of them and she was really excited that we cared um but yeah she's she's just a good person yeah she was sweet we hung out with her outside the hotel for like an hour yeah she was like waiting for somebody <laughs> to pick her up and yeah like showing up but um so some of the facts that i found from her uh so she was in return of the living dead in 1985 that's where and she that's got where her her big her, yeah mm-hmm. so um the filmmakers for this movie wanted her to audition for her role in this movie 
and she she was unsure about it because she didn't know if she could pass as a high schooler because she was older than high school age mm-hmm. at the time which honestly we to know me, she looks younger than a lot of the people in the movie well i mean we know how like movies go anyway where you have like 35 <laughs> year olds playing high talk, talk about smallville <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um and the only so she she had auditioned and she won the role the only other thing that i found from her um they had to she met the special effects artist steve johnson when she went in to get the mold of her fake breasts done and they were married later on. He liked her breasts. He must have, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, she also had to go in to practice eye gouging because oh, yeah, of the scene where, of that yeah, scene, I, yeah, yeah. So makes sense. Not a lot of like. I would have been perfect for that role. I already know how to eye gouge really well. <laughs> so not a lot of big, uh, crazy facts on this movie. Um, I do. I am kind of curious when you have those like. It was projected to do this, but this happened kind of things go on. I am kind of curious to if it had a wide release, if it would have done. I know that once it was released on VHS, it got a cult following, and there are a lot of people that absolutely love this movie. Yeah, I think that the majority of horror fans that I've met really do love this movie. Um, unfortunately, I'm not, I'm not going to say I don't like this movie it's definitely funny but i feel like it's like they took the idea behind like house on haunted hill and then they just made it really bad yeah <laughs> well, like they made it very 80s yeah i think that's the biggest thing is they made it 80s um and it's sad because it's like the end of the 80s you could have just not made it that 80s well i mean the did. end of the 80s brought the 90s and you the 90s we know how the 90s was on horror. <laughs> yeah, but they, they were bad in a total... Like, like, the 80s were purposely bad, I feel like. The 80s wanted to be funny, where the 90s wanted to be serious, but they sucked. Well, I kind of want to... Like, I, I was thinking about this when we were watching this movie and while I was doing some research on it and stuff, and I think that... I don't want to jump too far into this movie because I do want to talk about it a little bit more in depth, but I think the big problem that I have with the 80s is you have movies like this where had they have gone one way with it i probably would have if yeah had they gone serious i probably would have enjoyed it more than i did and Mm -hmm. had they gone more campy with it i probably would have enjoyed it more but i feel like they tried too hard to make it both and it i feel like kind of was a downfall it was really weird it's a very peculiar movie um but it definitely has redeeming factors yeah let's talk i'll do um a plot summary Mm, can i read it sure I don't get to say a lot, except my opinions, and my opinions hurt people's feelings. <laughs> okay. I go. can read, guys. You ready? I hope so. Ten teenagers at an... Uh, you already blah, blah, fucked blah, blah. up. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to, like... Okay. No, okay, okay. Ten teenagers party at an abandoned funeral parlor on Halloween night. When an evil force awakens, demonic spirits keep them from leaving and turn their gathering into living hell. There we go. Now, did you like my emphasis on hell? I did. Thank you. That's so, where I come from. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that going back a little bit, that was really my big problem with the 80s is that you have these campy movies that try to be serious, these serious movies that try to be campy, and it kind of doesn't always blend well. You do have certain movies that it works really well with, but... I think what was the transition movie from the 80s to the 90s like what like if you're gonna like think about like that transition between what the 80s were to what the 90s were where did it happen you know and like I feel like like um 
Um, the transition to the 60s to the 70s was very smooth, and the 70s to the 80s were very smooth. And I feel like this goes for everything from the 80s to the 90s. It's like a huge jump because, like, even music, um, you know, uh, style, fashion, stuff like that, it was, like, very specific in the 80s, and then it just, like, ended, and the 90s took over, and it was so different. Like, everything What's changed. It's funny that you say that because I guess I'll bring it up now. I was going to talk about it at the end of the episode. We plan on doing a, like, mini-series on the show where we start with the 1910s or 1920s and go up every decade and kind of talk about the history of horror and what influenced, like, what real-life events influenced filmmaking, like, you know, the 60s and 70s, you had the Vietnam War. Yeah. Um, German expressionism, the space race, all these things. 90s, we had peace. Yeah, we kind of did it last year with our decades in Horror Month, but we reviewed movies. Yeah, this isn't going to be like that. This is going to be more of a broad spectrum during that decade. Um, We might bring up, like, key movies that that really define that era. Think of it as a history documentary podcast on horror. Keep an eye out for that. We don't know um, when it's going to start yet. Yeah, so maybe I'll have an, an answer for you when I can look at what movies came out when. I... I don't know why, but when you said that, what instantly came to my mind was the Tales from the Crypt TV show. Yeah. But that's just me. Maybe. But I feel like... When did Creepshow come out? 82? Really? That's an early 80s. Cause like, but, but that makes sense because I feel like Creepshow is like on that borderline where they start adding that cheesiness. Mm-hmm. But it's not quite to like... It's not Nightmare on Elm Street, you know? Yeah, um, so is that's definitely a transitioning into the 80s, and like like another one would be Evil Dead is transitioning into the 80s for sure. Yeah, um, I I feel like with the 80s, mainly with the 80s, I I'm not gonna s- specify one certain decade, but I feel like the humor and the campiness kind of blanketed what the genre was. Yeah, because. If you had a low budget, just throw some campy humor in there and you're good. If you had a movie that you think, oh, well, this isn't going to scare people, throw some campiness in. Make it funny. If you have a movie that, you know, Friday the 13th, they had to pump out a movie every fucking year, Mm -hmm. you know, throw some campiness in there and it'll... You can make the same movie ten times as long as it's silly. Yeah. So that's really my feeling with the 80s and that's why... I don't want to say that I hate the 80s. I know that you're not a big fan of the 80s, but I... I wouldn't say I hate it either. I would say that it's very repetitive. Exactly. And it doesn't matter. Like, it's, like, not even just, for example, Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, they put out the movie over and over again. Like, every every series or every movie is very similar in that way. Like, teenagers go out to party, and then they all get killed. Yeah. That's a big theme in the 80s. And I, I understand why. I think that was definitely part of... A big part of the 80s was the the... It's about the body count, yeah, is essentially. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it, it it's hard because you do get those movies that you do enjoy, and it's hard to say, I hate this about movies, but then I like this movie, which has all of the elements that I just shit on. Yeah. So, yeah it's it's that- a really, the 80s is a really weird time, and it, it, it's like you said, they're all so repetitive, so if I watch a movie from the 80s, it's like I feel like I've just watched every movie from, from the, the 80s, 80s that I yeah. just watched. Yeah, it's and then I can't do too many back to back. Like I can't watch like I, I can't get through any of the series from the 80s. Like, yeah. I cannot watch them back to back to back. Like some people can fucking watch every Halloween movie, every Nightmare on Elm Street movie, every Friday the 13th movie. I can't do that. I remember wow, the being... 80s brought in brought all of the big killers yeah. really. 
I remember being in high school and trying to just binge watch all. I think we had Friday like a snow day. the hardest. Yeah, I think we had like. I was in high school and we had like a week straight where we were out of school because of like a snowstorm or something. And I tried watching all of the movies back to back and I got so fucking bored. And it's bad because I can put on one of those movies at any time and thoroughly enjoy it. But you can't watch them back to back. But I can't watch each one back to back. So like because I, they're so similar. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like when we were we we're still working on getting through the Friday Thirteenth series, and Dylan brings it up probably every month. Like, <laughs> oh, we should probably finish up the series, and I'm like, I can't. We have two movies. I left. can't do it. <laughs> I can't bring myself to watch them right now. You well, gotta, it's hard like, too because the last two we have are Jason Goes to Hell and Jason. So X, like, which are like the worst ones. Yeah, yeah. But we'll get to it. Don't worry. Um, I might not be on that episode. I can't make any promises. <laughs> So, uh... Let's I, actually talk about the yeah, movie. Yeah, <laughs> like, we totally veered I think that was that. all important stuff, though. Yeah, so, Night of the Demons, um, this was the first time both of us have watched this movie. Yeah. It's been one that I've wanted to watch for a long time, and I, I think I've pulled up the trailer a few times with you and been like, Sarah, we should cover this. I'm pretty sure this is one of Steven's big ones that he loves. Maybe. I know he likes Night of the Creeps. I don't think I've ever talked to him about Night of the Demons. Maybe I'm just like, maybe they're just so similar. There's a lot of similar Night of. Well, similarly named movies. Well, yeah, because there's Night of the Demons, and then there's just Demons, and then there's Night of the Creeps. So. Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, there's a lot of Night of movies. Night of the Living Dead is actually good. Though. Wait, okay. I'm trying to be kind. I won't say that. So... This movie, uh, yeah, so I'd brought it up a few times and said, Sierra, we should cover this on the show. It, The trailer, to me, gave off Evil Dead vibes. And if you listen to the show before, you know Evil Dead is my all-time favorite horror movie. One of my favorite movies in general of all time. So It's right up there next to the Scooby-Doo movie. Scooby-Doo movie's solid. Don't you shit talk <laughs> the Scooby-Doo movie. <laughs> but... So, uh, finally, we, you know, we brought the show back. We were trying to think of movies that we could cover, and I was like, fuck it, let's just cover this movie. Like, it looks so good, I want to watch it. And I was a little let down. I I don't want to say that I didn't like it. There's definitely great stuff in there, which we'll There's get into. There's just also not so great stuff in there. Yeah, I feel... So, for me, and I'll get it right out of the way, I feel like my biggest complaint with the movie is that it, it felt like it dragged on at times. I think at one point you asked me, like, how far into this movie are we? Nothing's happened yet, and we were, like, 40 minutes in. Yeah, yeah, they, I don't even think they get into the house until, like, 30 minutes into the movie, and then they're in the house partying for a while before anything Yeah, and it's, like, it starts, happens. so it starts off, it has my attention, because it introduces the group of kids, and they're, like, the typical 80s group of kids that you're, like, all right, these kids are all shitheads. They're all gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> Which. They did. <laughs> it. It, it was very much that way, the stereotypical 80s cast, but I feel like that's also the downfall because there was not a single person in this group that I was rooting for in the no. end. Even the person that, I mean, it's pretty the much girl, set up, it's pretty much set up right from the beginning. I don't even know her name, but she had the Alice in Wonderland dress on. Mm-hmm. Um, I should probably look up her name. Yeah, but, we're, we, we've, we've told you guys a million times, we don't pay attention to character <laughs> names. Um... We describe them by what they're wearing or what they look like. Yeah, I, I mean, it's pretty much set up, I assumed, from the beginning. What was with her ex-boyfriend talking like he's from, like, New York City? Maybe he was. Uh, you don't know. Where are they like. from? Where, where oh. was this based? Okay. <laughs> I love... So, it, when it first introduces her, she's getting changed, and she takes her shirt off, and her brother pops out of the closet, and she's got this see-through bra on, mm-hmm. and he goes, 
bodacious boobies, sis. And it's like, who the fuck? First off, who (laughs) says that in general? Yeah. And then who says that to their sister? That's your sister. So her name was Judy in the movie. Judy. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I was like, who the fuck says that to your sister? And you're just standing there looking at your sister's boobs? What's wrong with you? Well, the eighties, man. Well, think back though too. Like, like I feel like that happens a lot in horror movies because, like, Mike Myers was creeping on his sister right before he killed her. Yeah, no, for sure, it's really creepy. And but I mean, he, then he just went on to like. So the the ex boyfriend knocks on the door, and the brother comes and he's just like, "I'm gonna call my mom on you." And I love that this like wannabe tough guy ex boyfriend who's just like, "No, don't do it!" Like terrified of the mom. <laughs> it must. She must have a mom like mine. Maybe. Dun, dun, dun. So, yeah, that was really my big thing is they introduce these characters and there's not a single one that I'm rooting for. And I kind spo- of was rooting for the ex-boyfriend. Yeah, the spoiler alert to jump to the end, it was like Judy survived and Roger. I loved Raj. I, I didn't, he's just, I feel like he was just a pussy the I entire was, movie. He was smart. No. Okay, okay, so okay, every horror movie... You know, like, you're not supposed to go up the stairs. Don't go in the haunted house. Don't do this. Don't follow the noises that you hear. He fucking follows the rules, so he deserved to survive. He almost got them killed so many times. Like, he'd see them there, and there'd be, like, somebody coming down the corner, and he'd be like, Hey, Judy! And, like... (laughs) No. He was smart. Everybody else was stupid. He deserved to survive. And he went back for Judy. So he's also a hero. Yeah, big surprise there. The one time he decides to be useful. Judy annoyed the shit out of me. They all annoyed the shit out of yeah. me. Yeah. But, so they go to this funeral parlor. They all meet for this, uh... So I had t- no clue it was a funeral parlor. I was like, why is there so many caskets in this house? <laughs> I was so confused. Yeah, um... Makes much more sense now. <laughs> and they go there to have a dance party, which, another fact that I found, working titles for the movie were Halloween Party or Demon Boogie. I would have liked Demon Boogie. Yeah, I think Demon Boogie would have redeemed a few points for I me. I feel here. like it would have explained the plot of the movie a lot better <laughs> than Night of the Demons. I think Demon Boogie would have made much more sense, especially because that one bitch gets possessed and she's dancing around. Yeah. With and like she keeps like sticking her butt up, like she's like has like a see-through skirt. She keeps like pulling it up and it's like showing off her little butt. And I'm like, ew, ho. <laughs> um, they gave me a, they gave me vibes for um the Evil Dead remake. That, yeah. That's my problem. I went in expecting this movie looks like the Evil OG Dead. Evil Dead. No, they hit me with the Evil Dead remake. Um, not, okay, wait. The, to be specific, we're not talking about like Evil Dead that came out a couple years ago. We're talking about like Evil Dead 2. No, I'm talking about Evil Dead remake. What? The t- 2013 Evil Dead. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. Why? Because just like... That makes no sense. The demons were just like vulgar and like perverted and like oh i thought you meant because like in evil dead 2 um they dance around in that one scene and that's oh, what no. i was thinking that you were comparing it to i'm sorry i take back what i said yeah i'm wrong but and i, I mean, disagree with him i don't think it's anything like the remake there's also to the uh i was saying i think it's similar to evil dead 2 because it has like that humor um and it's kind of cheesy a little bit my biggest complaint uh, with the movie in general, and it's probably going to sound like a stupid, minuscule, tiny, tiny complaint, but it, it really... The baby's joining us for recording, guys. It really bugged me, and that was the voices of the demons, and... They all had, like, really deep man voices, didn't they? Yeah, and, like, they're, like, growling, just, like, weird fucking... Oh, by the way, shout out to Frankenfurter in this movie. He did a great job. Oh, yeah, the main girl was... 
not the main girl, but the one girl looked like. Like, the girl who's hosting the party definitely looked like, um, a sweet transvestite. (laughs) (laughs) When she turned to evil, not, like, normally. Like, normally she was fine looking, but she's definitely a creep. Um, I do want to say, like, we were watching this scene with Amanda, or not Amanda, why do we keep saying? Linnea. Linnea? Yeah. Linnea? Linnea Quigley. What a name. That's beautiful. You go, Linnea. Linnea Quigley, um, when she, like, gets possessed and she's, like, sleeping with the one girl's boyfriend and then she catches his eyes out but like she like opens her shirt and the first thing i said was like her boobs look really stiff and then oh no no yeah no it was it was before she's sleeping with the guy um she's drawn after she draws on her face with the lipstick and she opens her shirt and sears like her boobs look fake and then she takes the lipstick thing and like sticks it in her nipple and i was like yeah that's probably why they're they're fake (laughs) sears yeah it was like like they look great like <laughs> it's a great prosthetic, <laughs> but like you can tell it's very hard. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, that was probably my favorite part when she shoves the, the lipstick into her nipple. It's and very was, weird. Like, where the and fuck did I go? And that's where kind of where where I went back to with the whole like they tried to be like it could have been really scary, but yeah, then yeah. they added the campaign like the even like tiny stuff that it kind of has this psychological element like for example they have the wall that the um stream runs under and they're like well the spirits can't go on like go through it and then the gate disappears mm-hmm. it's like that's a creepy thing mm-hmm. to me and it, it it has this like again if you've listened to the show you know i'm like a big silent hill fan and it reminds me of stuff like that kind of just like it it changes to, like to mess with your head. Yeah, exactly. And I, I thought that that was interesting, but then you have these, like, little things that just, like, the voices and, like, the one-liners of the demons, and it's just, like, they could have been silent, and it would have been A+. plus. It would have been, like, <laughs> yeah, it would have been, it would have added a creepy factor to it, opposed to the comedic factor. Uh, I will say it for this movie that, that the sets were fantastic. The house was sincerely yeah. really, really creepy looking. Um... And every scene, like you see different parts of this funeral parlor, and it and it is, it's it's really well done and it's, it's well filmed. Honestly, it's just like the, really for me, it was like the the whoever wrote the the movie. It wasn't even the acting. The actors were fine, mm-hmm. but they were acting what they were given. And to me, it was just very. It's it's the '80s. I mean, and most people are gonna love it. And that's what I would say about this movie is that if you like, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street a lot. Uh, Friday the 13th, you know, you're probably gonna really enjoy this movie. Um, it's just, if you guys have listened, you know I don't, I, I don't care for the 80s in the least bit. There's very few movies that came out of the 80s that I really like. Mm-hmm. I actually kind of want to go through and make a list of movies <laughs> I actually like from the 80s because that would be It'll be easier. a short list. It would be very <laughs> short. I think there'd probably be maybe five to ten movies on it max. But, uh, yeah, as far as, like, the parts that I thought were drawn out, I mean, the whole... The whole beginning, I liked that it introduced the characters and it showed, like, them at the convenience store and everything, because I thought that that was a fun little, like... Oh my god, <laughs> Linnea Quigley, like, is, like, bent over and you can see her her thong yeah. and her butt, and the other girls robbing the store yeah. <laughs> as, like, they're just staring at this girl's ass. Yeah, so, like, small things like that. It, it, it was fun, it made the movie fun, but it got to the point, like, I feel like once they got to the funeral parlor is when it started to feel like it was drawing out a little bit which is bad because that's the main thing with the movie like it should have been 
scary right off the bat. Uh, we didn't talk about the giant floating demon head thing, spike thing. Yeah. Yeah. Another another thing that you can kind of tell, like I would say, it was influenced by Evil Dead, especially because when it, it shows it, like the first person camera going through, yeah. and coming towards the kids, it, you can see the influences there, and I appreciate it. I like when movies pay homage to other movies. Sorry, I had to look at that. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I think that you can definitely get tastes of other horror movies, but I think that's also where this movie failed in a way too, because there wasn't really a lot of originality to it. Didn't it. have its own identity. No, it didn't. Like like I said, the plot line is essentially the same thing as House on Haunted Hill. People go to a haunted place for a party. Mm-hmm. Okay. The original House on Haunted. Yeah. 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 The um. There's some Evil Dead in there. The comedy's stolen from every other freaking horror movie in the <laughs> '80s. Definitely Evil Dead camera angles and similarities with the the demonic possession and the way the makeup is done. Uh, the one girl looks like fucking Reagan straight out of Exorcist with yeah. her makeup. There's just like a lot that just seems like it's it 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 doesn't to me it doesn't have its own identity. I do want to bring up um, obviously the special effects. I think that they were well done um, for the '80s. Yeah. Even not for the 80s, I think that they were well done. I think that the um, the makeup on the demons, most of them were actually pretty scary. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really like, I forget the guy's name, the dude that had the pig face on. Really? That's the only one I did like. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I thought that uh, it was creepy and they did good a good job transitioning the actors mm-hmm. actresses to fit that role. Yeah. Um, the kills were pretty interesting the eye gouging was well done yeah i think that was actually really cool i agree um there's some weird ones though like the guy the couple getting like shut in the casket and it just keeps getting slammed on them and then the guy's like arm gets cut off because of it yeah there's some weird stuff in there for sure that's kind of how horror movies do it though they need some gore to to be anything at least in the 80s the 80s is all about gore and shock and i think that's the thing is is that's what the 80s were about and and like i said before i think it goes throughout the 80s not just in the horror movies it's the music everything was bigger and brighter and crazier uh i think that's what it was about you know mm-hmm. um i will say though as far as what you had said about the movie kind of not having its own identity i mean we both said it but it did do this unique thing and i, I noticed it while watching it and while looking into this a lot of other people have noticed it too is it followed the formula of a slasher in a way with the running and hiding and the yeah the the demons are like chasing them and it, it if you it have did sex feel, you're gonna die well no well yeah but yeah that was it, definitely in there it did have this slasher feel to it at times of just the cat and mouse game that mm-hmm. was being played between the demons and the uh the survivors the surviving mm-hmm. people and i thought that that was interesting because usually you'll have a possession movie and it's just a possession movie. And we've talked about it before, how most possession movies, they all feel the same. Mm-hmm. And then you have the slasher movie, which again, we've talked about it, and a lot of slashers feel the same. So to blend both of them, I think that it made it this movie unique, because it's not, even today, that's not something that you really see a lot. Except and in Evil Dead. Even Evil Dead, it's not like a cat and mouse, like Ash isn't going and hiding, and like these things are stalking him and stuff. It, it's, it's very different and unique. I would say so. Anyway. Um, 
and it, it, it again that's kind of something else that it really does bum me out about it because all of these scenes where you have you know judy hiding in this giant funeral home and there's like these dark hallways which you had said the sets are great and they should have utilized the sets better though yeah there's a lot of scenes that were so dark you couldn't really see what was going on around it yeah uh, especially like hallways like when they were like moving from like downstairs to upstairs and stuff there's a lot you couldn't see and that's probably for a reason but could have been a budget thing yeah it that's it what probably I'm just they reused a lot of the same hallways that's and stuff. what i'm thinking but at the same time it's like it kind of takes away from it because the sets <laughs> to me the the way the sets were designed were kind of like the best that the movie did yeah, see, well, that's what I'm saying, though, is that it. I feel like this movie has a lot of great things about it. The makeup, I've really I think enjoyed. it's just not thrown, it's not put together well, in the does. best way. Yeah, and I think, it, I think it does go back to, you know, the movie trying to find its own identity because it has all of these great elements to it. And it's like each individual thing I can pick out and say, this is great. This was really well done in the movie, but for some reason all of them put together into one. I didn't enjoy thoroughly the final project. I didn't hate the movie by any means. I I enjoyed watching it, but it, I I think I also did that thing that I do where I watch a trailer for a movie and I really hype it up for myself, and then, and then I watch it and I'm like, this isn't as great as I was hoping it would be. We should start playing the game. Like, we'll watch a, a trailer and you have to guess whether or not I'll actually like the movie or not. <laughs> I can tell you right away from watching any movie trailer. If you're gonna like it or not. Yeah, but you were surprised because I really enjoyed Mandy. Yeah, yeah. Mandy I think was that was mainly because of Nicolas Cage. He said he's so fun. <laughs> Mandy was a fucking curveball for sure. That movie was awesome. Um. Yeah, I mean, you have some good one-liners in there. I'll give it that. Yeah. Go eat a fuck. I'm here to party. <laughs> Is the big one. Um, the party seemed really lame. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it was like a little kid's party, but it was supposed to be teenagers that wanted to, like, get trashed. I love the go-to, like, we should have a seance. Like, <laughs> of let's course. Let's look in the mirror and summon demons. Yeah, of course. Let's have a seance. That's a, that's a great idea. We um, do that at every party we have, so. Yeah. So, yeah, as much as it might disappoint you guys who enjoy this movie, I really don't have much more to say about it. Um, I guess I'll bring up the end of the movie was really weird because um, it started out with the guy who was just anti-Halloween you know the typical old man you goddamn kids he wasn't really important to the movie at all yeah and then it ends with his wife giving him a slice of apple pie and there's razor blades in the razor apples. blades in the apples and she <laughs> he put it in he put the razor blades in the apples for the trick-or-treaters yeah but, like, they had a ton left over, so she made an apple pie. But it's just really weird. Like, it felt kind of random in the movie. Yeah. And apparently you think that's funny. So, I guess we'll wrap up. We'll do some ratings. And then, uh, what, when we had done... We'll, I'll talk about it in a minute. We'll do ratings. What do you want to give this movie? Um, I mean, I don't want to be totally hateful towards it because I did like it better than a lot of the 80s movies. It wasn't as bad as some of the ones that I've seen. In my opinion, I know people absolutely love this movie. Um, but it's just not my cup of tea. But for, like, set designs and, like, fun qualities to it, I would probably give it a 5 
out of 10. That's not too bad. That's a kind rating in, in my scale. I'm trying to be nicer. That's my resolution for 2019. <laughs> I think I'm going to give it a 6.5. Ooh, that's really nice. I don't think it's really nice. I thought it, I was super nice, and then you came around, and I was like, damn, <laughs> I was mean. Um, well, that gives it a 5.8 average, which isn't too bad. But I, like I said, I feel like... All of the points that I'm giving it are for individual categories, like things that I would look for in a movie as far as like effects, um, sets, music. Where this thing really fails is it be it's not scary. And I know that not all horror movies necessarily have to be scary, but like this one has very little even creepiness to it. But that's the I think that's really what my biggest downfall with it is is that it has all of the potential to be scary exactly and, they and that's kind the of thing just... is like when you watch it you see the potential there like you see the sets you see you know the way it's shot and filmed and there's so if they just stopped with the cheesy lines and they worked on a better effect for the voices of the demons i think that you would have had a really good situation controversial statement here but i think that this is a movie that could do well being remade. remade yeah and take out those campy 80s elements yeah i think like if the person who redid evil dead redid this one you'd have a very successful film absolutely so that's gonna wrap it up for this movie um what we're gonna do uh if you listen to our amityville episode i'd mentioned on there when we around christmas time we did a review on you might be the killer and in that episode we talked about our favorite movies from 2018 as well as what movies we were looking forward to in 2019 and we ended up recording with the wrong mic so we never put the episode it out. just sounded like shit yeah. you guys wouldn't have liked it <laughs> so uh we're it gonna was a good episode though we're gonna talk really quick um not as in-depth as we did before but we can bring up some of our favorite movies from 2018 and uh some movies from 2019 that we're looking forward to or maybe that we're not really looking forward to perfect i love so, that um, Can I start with the 2018 ones? Yeah. Okay, right off the bat, I'm going to say Mandy. It was a blast. It was really weird. Definitely not my normal style of horror movie, but Nicolas Cage, he's America's sweetheart. <laughs> you can't you can't not love him, and if you don't, fuck off. Like, there's something wrong with you. Mandy was definitely, it was unique. It was definitely unique. It was, it was a, weird. It was Hellraiser and Suspiria and an acid trip all in one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that movie was straight up. I just dro- dropped a shit ton of acid in yeah. it, and I'm... I'm gone. I've never done acid, but I could imagine that that movie is, is exactly what it feels like to do acid. Yeah, like, I want to talk to Nick Cage about this. I'm going to email Nicolas Cage and see if he'll interview with me. Was that your favorite one from That was definitely one of my top ones for me, 2018. I need to, a reminder of what actually came out in 2018, because that's the only one I can think of. Uh, my favorite from 2018 was Summer of 84. Yeah, I watched it. One. I watched it multiple times. It's so fucking good. If I liked it, but it's like again, it's 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 in it's jumping on that bandwagon of um, like Stranger Things is done. There's tons yeah. of movies where they it's based in the '80s and it's very obviously based in the '80s. And see, my thing with it though is this movie. It's not it's, as it's, cheesy about it. It's not as cheesy about it, and it's not as in your face about it. But my thing with this is that this movie doesn't need to be set in the 80s mm-hmm. um and i think that's really what it was is they didn't it that's the time that it the movie takes place but it's not something where you're like oh this is so 80s like oh like it they could have made you it you don't set... have duran duran playing in every scene <laughs> you could have it could have been 
taking place in the 90s and i probably wouldn't have known the difference give or take a few of like the references that they make in it you know um so that was my favorite of 2018 some other ones that we saw that we enjoyed a quiet place which was shot oh, I love, in our hometown yeah i love a quiet place and it's really cool to see any movie that's filmed where you're from and uh we've actually seen a lot there's been a lot of stuff going on Super where we're times. from um you know it's it's an up-and-coming area so mm. Um, you know, rich people can afford to live there, but we can't. So they film movies there um, to make us miss home. One of the biggest movies that came out last year that I've seen a lot of mixed things about was Hereditary. I enjoyed it, but I don't think that it's amazing. Yeah, I think I think it's probably one of the best filmed. Yeah, I think that it a lot of a lot like Lady of the Demons that we talked about. It has all these elements that are really great, but it's kind of doesn't really i feel like in my opinion it doesn't know what it wants to be at times yeah i think it's a very edgy movie i think that it definitely pushes boundaries that people wouldn't be normally comfortable with so i think that's pretty cool um but not like there's like no like rape or anything but like it definitely pushes boundaries that people don't generally push in horror movies you know worse than killing dogs (laughs) Uh, just to give you an idea, but it, I think it was really well filmed. It's hard when you don't like certain actors and actresses, though. Like Dylan hates the girl who plays the main character. I didn't character. mind her in this. I didn't mind her in this either, but like I do understand like why you dislike her. But I yeah. liked her in United States Terror too. So yeah, um, she's usually like a very comedic actress. She's usually not like stupid comedies though. Like it's usually like good comedy, but she's not usually the good comedic in it. Um, the Strangers Pray at Night, which. It was alright. That I, is literally the strangers in a trailer park. That's what it is. <laughs> it wasn't as I, the first movie scares the shit out of me, and this one didn't do that. Yeah, for me. I think that they, I think that it was such a stretch, like to make it work out the way that it did, because like they all had cell phones, and then like all cell phones like either died or got broken, and it was just like, okay, what are the chances that five people? I feel like this too tried to do the whole like '80s thing though, because like they had the '80s soundtrack and just. It, it yeah, was that very... was kind of fun though with Tiff. Right, it was Tiffany. It's like I think we're alone. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of like that. That that was kind of like the saver for me, honestly. But it was all right. Like, it's not horrible. Definitely something that would be fun to watch with friends, but nothing that you'd be like, oh, this is really scary. This is a great one. You know, I'd say probably a six. Yeah. Maybe a maybe a, maybe a five point five. Maybe not a six. But I mean, those were really the biggest. Oh, Halloween, obviously. Halloween, um, I liked. Um, it. I, it definitely wasn't a perfect movie, and I, I think that I hurt Dylan's feelings really bad because after the movie, I, I definitely... Um... No, see, that's the thing is, I also agreed with you that it wasn't a perfect movie. What was annoying me was you were like, yeah, I liked it, and then you'd start complaining about something, and there's just all these complaints you made, but it was good. You know what I think <laughs> it is? I think it's just like, I'm so used to reviewing movies with you on here now that I'm very critical when I watch yeah. it. Like, even when I'm watching it just like for leisure time, like... I'm trying to enjoy it. I go into critiquing it very deeply. Yeah. Because I'm so used to doing it for this. I did like it overall. I would have probably given it like a 6.7 or a 7. Uh, it's not perfect. Uh, definitely better than most of the remake or most of the sequels that came after Halloween. Um, not better than the original. Um, which no. I, I rated really low when we did it, but I did that mainly to hurt Steven's feelings because it's his <laughs> favorite movie and it, I, I just thought it was really funny. So. Um, but yeah, no, I think that Halloween was 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 one of the better ones to come out of 2018 it was definitely fun and nostalgic um i love that jamie lee curtis came back and nick castle came back for it that was really fucking cool um i loved the mask that they had for michael how they kind of almost aged 
Michael, Michael Myers mask with Mike Myers. I thought that was really cool because he kind of looked like it was like wrinkled and beat up. Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely recommend it as a watch if you haven't watched it. Even if you haven't watched the old ones, I think it's something that people would just enjoy as a standalone. So, movies from 2019. I'm just going to list some and we can talk about it if we're excited for them or okay. not. Um, so Save my favorite. Don't, don't start <laughs> off with that one. No, I won't. So, um, I think the most anticipated one for this year is It Chapter 2. Really? You think that's the most anticipated? I, I Not just... by us, but... I oh, mean, yeah. Like by, it, by, like, audiences. But, yeah. I didn't know that was coming out this year. Mm-hmm. I'm not that excited. Like, I'm kind... I'm curious. I'm, I'm excited. I'm super excited. I'm excited for it. Um, it was a fun opening for the first one, so I think it'd be really fun to go to opening night. Yeah. The, so, the first if one... If find a babysitter. <laughs> the first one that came out in 2017. Um, by any means, not a perfect movie. I had fun watching it, but I don't think it was a good horror movie. I, I've said before, I think it was a good comedy. <laughs> Um, I, I didn't, but here's... I feel like it was Stranger Things with a clown. Yeah, the reason I'm excited for part two is, for one, the originals part two kind of falls flat for me. I love that one, so... And, um, for two, they didn't have a big budget for the first part of the 2017 one, because I don't think, from what they've said, they weren't expecting it to make as much money as it did. I'm sure they expected They're it to idiots, make... They're idiots, though. Like, come on. Are you well, no, me? You're, it... you're remaking one of the biggest Stephen King movies out there. Yeah, but to become, like, the top-grossing horror film of all time, I don't think they were expecting that. So I'm kind of hoping that with this next part... Did Aquaman get more, though? Like, I just want... I know yeah. that is not a horror movie, but, like... Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Aquaman <laughs> beat your ass. It... Um, I... I, th- I think that, I'm hoping anyway, I'm hoping that they, because I know that there was a lot of criticism for the CGI and everything in the first part, I'm hoping that they take that bigger budget that they got and fix the criticisms that people had with yeah, the first I part. Think that, and I think that that would take most of my complaints away from that movie. Um, the, my biggest thing with that movie that they're not going to be able to fix because they already made it is I, it really bugged me that they changed the timeline. Like, I yeah. really wish that they kept with the original time because I really like that era. The 50s. Yeah, I yeah. think that it would have been really fun to see a modern movie that's based in the, the 50s. Um, especially because, like, the original one, the soundtrack was really fun. Yeah. Uh, and I just... It, yeah, it just kind of bums me out that they changed that because everything, in, in the, especially in 2017, everything coming out was the 80s. Mm-hmm. And you know that they did that to be sticking with what was popular and that just kind of like that bummed me out it's nothing major i'm not gonna like bitch and whine about it but like i wish that i could have seen this remake based in the 50s especially because didn't they keep all the characters the same yeah yeah so it's like okay um if they like made it so that it was a new set of characters and it was happening again that i would have accepted that but be doing the fact that it's the same characters it it, it bums me out yeah, so there's also another Stephen King remake, Pet Cemetery. That one I'm very, very curious about, and I have made comments about that one prior that I think it's a perfect movie to remake because mm-hmm. it's nobody's favorite movie. And I think that that one could definitely use a modern Modernization, yeah. Yeah, I think that, that, that it'll do good for that movie because nobody's feelings are going to be hurt about it. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious to see how they go with it. Um I think it's going to be exactly the same as the original. <laughs> so there's also the Child's Play remake, which I know you're not a big Child's Play fan. I'm not excited And this, for this is movie. from... This movie is being made by somebody different. Yeah, so Don Mancini, who made the original, he's still making Child's Play movies, and he's also working on a TV series right now. He just made... like Every Chucky movie that's ever come out, 
to this point has been made by him. This you remi- can tell he has a very specific style. Yeah, this remake. Um, I might make the. I might like the remake. All then. the all the original cast and crew and everybody they're not happy about this remake. They're saying it's pointless, which I agree. Why why reboot a franchise that's still going? Mm-hmm. It doesn't really make sense. I think that they should just let this franchise stop. In general, I think that it really needs um, uh, a rest. I don't know. I, I enjoyed the last two that came out. Yeah, but Curse did you like Chucky the ones Cult before that? I didn't like Seed and Brides. Eh, eh. As soon as they uh, brought in what a, what's her name Jennifer Tilly. Yeah, I don't like Jennifer went... Tilly, which is why I enjoyed. Every time I hear Curse her voice, Chucky. I just think of a stripper. <laughs> I don't know why. I've never met a stripper. Well, maybe I have, then I didn't know it. <laughs> but like, to my knowledge, I've never met a stripper. But Jennifer Tilly's voice just makes me think of one. So here's my pitch for Child's Play remake, and I know that the movie's already done, so it, it doesn't matter. But what would have made it okay for me, and maybe the cast and crew would have appreciated it too. So the the route that they're going with the remake, and they've announced it already, is that. It's going to be a, a toy manufacturer is putting these dolls out. And in the original, you know, they have the voodoo. The killer puts his soul into a bot, the, the Chucky doll. And this, it's just going to be a technology thing where one of the workers programs the doll to start. Like, so really bad artificial intelligence? Small soldiers. It's fucking small soldiers. The movie Small Soldiers. But What were the creatures in that called? The Gorgonites. They were so cute. So um, They looked like um, dogs with big... Yeah. Anyway. You feel uh, like slobbery yes, dogs? I know what you mean. <laughs> so, uh, my thing with it is make it but set... buff slobbery dogs. Oh, God damn it. Make it set in the, the same universe and have it that, like, you know, the worker is obsessed with this true crime stuff. He knows about the doll killing people and everything, and he programs another doll for that reason to copycat it in a way. That could have been an interesting take they on it. They could have named it the copycat of Chucky. Sure. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'll pr- I'll probably watch it. I won't go to theaters to watch it by any for sure. But That's when we'll illegally done. No, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, we'll happy Death Day it. to you. Which not which, excited at all. I thought the first one was fun, but this one looks exactly the same. Yeah, exactly. It so. seems it just seems pointless to me. Yeah. You're looking for money, honey. Um, the Grudge remake. I don't know I don't why they're remaking necessary. the Grudge. I, yeah. think all, I think that those Japanese horror movies that came out in the early 2000s um, were very... Um, and I'm not saying that, that I love them, but I think they were very modern for their time. And I think that they were filmed very modern. So I don't think that a remake is necessary. Yeah. Um, I think they still hold up to where they should be. They're remaking Jacob's Ladder, which... I'm curious about because I really loved Jacob's Ladder. Um, so I, they've actually, we talked about this when we did this episode originally, but we didn't have any details on it. So they said that the new movie is going to have a completely different story, but it's going to have the same theme, I guess. But in that case, why make, I feel like they're slapping the Jacob's Ladder name on there. You know what that tells me? It's not going to take place during Vietnam and all that. It's going to take place. It's going to. They're what they're going to do is they're going to take the story and modernize it and make it fit in a modern audience. I guarantee it. That guy is so upset that Trump is president that he's. I no. hate Trump. <laughs> no. Bill, don't build the wall. <laughs> so. Um, we don't need... have political opinions, by the way. Just putting that out there. Yeah, they're going to make another Annabelle movie. I think The Conjuring Three might come out this year. I'm not positive on that. Um kind of over the conjuring universe i'm yeah i'm over anything that have ed and lorraine warren in it 
Like we're on to you guys. We we've been doing research and we're pretty sure you're fakes. <laughs> um, At least for the most part. One that I'm really curious about, Guillermo del Toro's doing the scary stories. I am not the dark. curious about it at all. Did you read the plot line? Yeah, it sounds to me. It doesn't sound like it's scary stories in the dark. It sounds like they're doing the same exact thing that whoever made the fucking Goosebumps movies did. Yeah. It's like just give me a fucking um, anthology movie. There doesn't need to be any connection between the stories. Just give me a fucking anthology and pick like four of your favorite fucking stories from the book. Um, another movie that was announced after we did this, uh, Brightburn, which is the one that, uh, fucking, what's his name? Fucking. James Gunn is producing the, not, it, it's the same story as Superman, but Superman's evil. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a horror movie? It, yeah, it's being marketed as a horror movie because it's mm. the kids killing people. Yeah. Uh, that looks interesting, but I didn't think it was a horror movie, so I'm a little confused. It literally sounds like, um, what is it, Red Sun Superman or whatever? It's not Red Sun, because Red Sun's Soviet Russia. And yeah, but, like, Lenny it's a similar same. thing, right? He, it's kind of like an Elseworlds DC story. Yeah. It's like, what if Superman wasn't a good guy? Like, what if <laughs> Superman was Zod? Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> Sorry, we're, um, Dylan's also a comic book nerd on top of the horror nerd, <laughs> so he also knows a lot about that. Yeah, so I'm not... I'm curious about it. I'm very it, curious. Again, I don't it's not think something I'm excited. I'll, yeah, I'm not excited about it. That might be something like when you're at work and I'm home and it's raining and there's nothing else to watch on Netflix because it hasn't updated in three months and that just got put on, I'll probably watch it. <laughs> well, my thing with it is it's the same story of Superman. And we've seen the origin story of Superman so many times. Yeah, it's, that it's kind like, of like takes a wrong turn. Yeah. Um, but we do love Superman. You want to say your most anticipated, and I I'll say my so most anticipated. Okay, so my number one most anticipated movie, which I'm sure a lot of people agree with, is uh, Three from Hell, uh, which is the third installment of the House of Thousand Corpses Devil's Rejects trilogy, which everyone's marketing it as a sequel to Devil's Rejects, which I think is kind of funny because it's actually the third movie in a series, so yeah. I think that's weird. Um, I'm really excited. I think Rob Zombie makes original movies. Like his original movies are just amazing. Um, not a huge fan of the remakes that he's done in the past, but his, he hasn't gone done anything wrong as far as his original films. I think every single one is excellent, and that goes for all three of these, or, well, the two movies that I've seen so far in this series, Lords of Salem, 31. I think that's... Is that everything? Lords of Salem, 31, House of a Thousand Corpses. Well, yeah, that's yeah. in the series, yeah. Devil's Rejects. Um, I th- and I, I like that he doesn't put out a shit ton of movies all the time. I, th- I think that he really takes time to make what he wants to make. And I appreciate that a lot. Um, I'm really excited to see what happened after Devil's Rejects because we were all left to think that they died. Yeah. Um, my most anticipated, and it's been pushed back so many fucking times, and I swear if they push it back again, I'm going to be pissed. But I could see it happening because Disney acquired Fox fucked everything up new mutants yeah that that combines your two loves comic books and horror and i i hope they don't fuck it up i hope that they go with the tone that the trailer puts off because the trailer puts it off to be a straight horror movie with you know obviously x-men elements in it but i'm i kind of have high hopes and it might be my downfall, but I have high expectations for it, mainly because of Logan. Mm-hmm. Logan was such a good movie, and they did give it that, like, 
you know, they let out the trailer for Logan and it looked like this deep kind of gritty movie and it felt that way when you watched it. So Mm -hmm. I'm kind of hoping they do the same thing with New Mutants. It almost gave you a vibe of like an outlaw, like Western type, but like darker. Exactly. So I'm, I'm, I really have, I'm, I'm really excited for New Mutants and I have them, but they keep pushing it back and I'm really hoping that Disney doesn't shelf it or fuck it up in any way but i can't imagine disney's gonna do much i, I feel like they've already buy- canceled a shit ton of the movies the thing that is are- though is it's, it's like disney's buying everything they can't really keep getting rid of anything that doesn't live up to disney because then honestly there won't be any companies putting out movies for anybody older than 12 <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i don't think that they'll shelf it because i'm waiting for disney to buy buy platinum dunes they're canceling a bunch of movies and like some of them are X-Men related, like Gambit and stuff, but those are movies that haven't started production yet, mm-hmm. where this has been finished. So, I don't, I can't imagine them saying this movie's already done, we're just not going to put it out. Yeah, like, so. eh, we'll just lose this money that we spent on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they so, might edit it down, or... As I say, I don't want them to touch it. I, I kind of, keep it. I would be okay if they, like, really feel the need to edit it, if they do, like, what, who made Deadpool? How they're re-releasing like a PG version of oh, it. Oh, they did that already, yeah. Who was that? Who released that movie? What do you mean? Like who made who made Deadpool? Because it wasn't it was, it was like, Fox. It was yeah, the same Fox. company. Okay. Yeah. Wow, Fox has Marvel and and no, okay, yeah. New Mutants is, is Marvel. Fox owns well. the rights to like the X Men characters, so that's all the X Men movies were released. Well now Fox. they're all owned by the same people, right? Because Disney bought out Marvel too. Yeah. Disney is taking over the... I thought Monopolies weren't allowed. The only one that they don't own the rights to is Spider-Man and the Spider-Man characters, but they have a deal working with Marvel to where Marvel can Aren't use... Aren't they owned Spider- by Sony? Yeah. Marvel can use Spider-Man, but it's like they get a percentage of the profits, which I think is a smart move on Sony's part. They're not... That was smarter than selling it. Yeah. So... If there's any movies that we haven't mentioned that you guys enjoyed from 2018 or that you're looking forward to for 2019, hit us up and let us know because we're curious and maybe there's something that we hadn't checked out from last year that we should. So let us know. Um, If you want to follow us on Instagram and Facebook, you can at Horror Haven Podcast on Twitter at Horror underscore Haven. We have an episode that we are working on. It's Insidious Parts 1 and 2. It might come out next week. It might come out the following week because next week is our two-year anniversary episode and we kind of want to do something bigger for you guys than the insidious movies. We're those teenagers that take a break and still count the same months that we were together. (laughs) (laughs) So um, we want to do something bigger for you guys for uh, that episode and for ourselves, I guess. I mean... We want to celebrate. Yeah. We're excited and we're, we're feeling really ambitious this year. Uh, jumping back in and taking the break, I think it's really put us into gear of where we want to go with the podcast. So I think it's something where we're looking for something with a little more pizzazz. Yeah. So we'll keep you guys updated and whatever we decide, we'll let you know what's coming out. Um, if you have any suggestions for us on episodes or movies that you want to hear us review, hit us up. Um, give any us a ways review. to improve the episodes. Yeah. Give us a review on... Um, Apple Podcasts. You if can you check us, us out on Spotify. If you give us more than a four-star review, I'll send you cookies. No, we won't. <laughs> um, I wasn't going to tell them that. Yeah, we're on Spotify <laughs> now, so if you have Spotify and you want to listen to us on there, feel free. Uh, and that's going to wrap it up. So thank you guys for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode, and have a good night. Have a great fucking night.